Welcome to the Tweet Trends Podcast. Hey, Yvette, what's trending today? Hey, I'm Yvette. Hey, girl. And you are tuned into Tweet Trends. It's the quickest way to find out what's trending today. Most women's magazines simply try to mold women into bigger and better consumers. Gloria Steinem. Hey there, welcome back to Tweet Trends. Today's episode is a little bit different because we're not shining the spotlight on an individual person. Yes, it's still Women's History Month and yes, we're still celebrating. But instead of talking about a person, I want to talk about three publications that are geared to women. And the reason I want to highlight these three publications is because they are very different from the typical magazine that women grab and read when they're rushing through the airport or sitting poolside on a vacation. Because those magazines can be very problematic. You can grab one of those books and be feeling great. And by the time you're done looking through it, you're questioning yourself. You're looking at yourself sideways in the mirror saying to yourself like, Oh, wow. Maybe I need some of that retinol cream that they advertised in that magazine because that girl looked great. There's so much with image and sales in most women's magazines that it's unbelievable. I look through some of my husband's magazines from time to time and I'm like, you know, they don't have nearly as many advertisements in their magazines as what women have in theirs. And maybe it's because advertisers know that women are consumers and that if there's something that we want, we'll go out and buy it. Whereas a man, he's not going to go shopping as often as we do. So they figure they'll get more bang for their buck by putting their advertising dollars into one of these women's magazines. However, those aren't the type of magazines I want to talk about today. The three magazines I want to talk about today are all along the lines of supporting feminism. And before we even get into this, feminism is basically saying that women should be equal. (laughs) No need to put fancy lingo in there, exaggerate it, turn it into something that it's not. Can we just be equal? Can we be the same? Is it all right for a woman to get paid like a man? Or if you don't want to do that, then make a man paid like a woman. But put us all on the same level playing field. Let's let's stop with this up and down stuff. So going into it with that thought in mind, The first magazine I want to talk about is Ms. Magazine, MS. Now, this magazine has been at the forefront of feminist journalism for half a century. They actually have a book that's coming out sometime in this year. I don't think it's out yet because I can't say that I've seen it. But when I do, I'll be sure to let you know when it comes out. But the name of the book is 50 Years of Ms., the best of the pathfinding magazine that ignited a revolution. So this book is going to be a celebration of all of the achievements that Ms. Magazine has made over these past 50 years. And it's also a history of 
women's advancement, a testament to how far we've come, but then also holds up the magnifying glass to let you see, hey, we still got a ways to go. Don't don't think that you won the race already. In 1976, only five years after Ms. Magazine came out, another magazine comes along on the scene, and this one is titled Lilith Magazine. The name comes from a legend that the first woman was actually Lilith. So Lilith supposedly came before Eve. And how the story goes is that Lilith told Adam that they were equal because they were both created from the same earth. So it makes sense that from this legend, the name of the magazine took on the name of the lady that was basically the original feminist. Um, And the way the creators of this magazine describe it, they say that it's an independent Jewish and frankly feminist magazine. The mission is to be the feminist change agent in and for the Jewish community. So what they are wanting to do is to bring light to Jewish feminist voices and create an inclusive and positive Judaism. They want gender consciousness they want to empower women, girls, trans, non-binary, people of every background to envision and enact change in their own lives and better than that, in the larger community. In that same year, four women came together and their vision was to create a publication that celebrated the excellence and diversity of women's literature and art. From this, Calix was born. And what they wanted to do is they wanted to showcase women's art and literature to make up for the disparities that women writers had suffered. So through this journal, thousands of writers and artists have been published. And even to the point where it was pointed out to them that the journal's anthologies were basically books. So what did they do? They took it a step further and created Calix Books in 1986. And so it's a small press and they don't print out that many books each year, but they do that because they want their editors to be able to focus and work with the authors one-on-one to make sure they have a great product to put out. Thanks so much for joining me for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you learned something. But more importantly, I hope that you'll take some time out to go check out these three publications. The first that I talked about is Ms. Magazine. That's at M-S-M-A-G-A-Z-I-N-E on Twitter. Lilith Magazine. You can find them on Twitter as well at Lilith Magazine. That's at L-I-L-I-T-H-M-A-G-A-Z-I-N-E. And last but not least, you can find Calix on Twitter at Calix Press. That's at C-A-L-Y-X-P-R-E-S-S. Don't forget, there's one other thing you can find on Twitter. That's me at Hey Yvette, H-E-Y-E-V-E-T-T-E. 
or just look for the hashtag Tweet Trends. Have a great weekend, and I look forward to seeing you back here again on Tuesday.